If asked, how would you define prosperity? It's probably harder for you to do than you thought it was going to be. The journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. This is Rem Jackson. Let's take that step together. This is prosperity and something greater. Hello, everyone. This is Rem Jackson. You're listening to episode one of this podcast, Prosperity and Something Greater. Its sole focus is uncovering how successful, prosperous, happy people see, understand, and define prosperity. And it turns out that definition of prosperity is more elusive than it may first appear. The journey certainly seems worth the effort. My hope is that as you and I take this journey and hear from other successful, prosperous, happy people, we can find our own clear vision of prosperity for us. And actually, I'm even more interested in uncovering something even greater. start, you should know at least a little bit about me. I'm the CEO and founder of Top Practices, which is a company that helps podiatrists market and grow their practices. We then teach them how to manage their practice in such a way that as their volume grows, their problems don't. Our goal is that every one of our members has a prosperous, profitable practice that is so well managed that they get home in time for dinner and have no catch-up work at night or on their weekends. You can learn more about Top Practices at toppractices.com. This podcast is devoted to the understanding and the attainment of prosperity or something even greater. Chapter 1, Definitions. This first episode is all about what I've come to think prosperity is or might be. It's something I've learned that encompasses much more than at first look it may appear. There is much to learn about and grow into in prosperity. And it's also about my own journey towards attaining prosperity or something greater. Now, Merriam-Webster defines prosperity as the condition of being successful or thriving. So success is used to define prosperity, which is something greater than and other than success, something more than success. And success, Webster says, is the attainment of wealth, favor, or eminence. And eminence, by the way, is defined by the same source, Webster, as a position of prominence or superiority. Hmm. A definition of success that I love and have adopted is living life on my terms. Wendell Berry, the poet, author, farmer, philosopher, writes about this kind of success in his book, Jaber Crow, J-A-Y-B-E-R Crow, which is about the barber in his fictional town of Port William, Kentucky. Wendell Berry's been writing about this town for decades, often in each book from the point of view of another character living in the town. They're absolutely wonderful. Jaber Crow's his turn at talking about the barber. When Jaber was young, he was orphaned and spent some time in an orphanage. And he recalls when he sat in the office and the man that ran the orphanage sat at his side of the desk in his big chair. 
and Jaber had to sit in the little chair on the other side of the desk and listen to the man on the other side of the desk tell him everything that was going to happen in his life and what it was going to be like. Jaber decided then and there that was the last time he would ever have to sit across the desk from the man that could tell him what he had to do. No more man on the other side of the desk. Jaber wanted to live life on his terms. So he went back to Port William later and became a barber and cut people's hair and had a successful barber shop in Port William for many, many years. And sometime after World War II, a fellow from the government showed up and came there to conduct a review and an inspection of Jaber's barbershop. And it turns out Jaber did not pass because his barbershop was out of code, meaning it did not have a sink. And if you're going to have a barbershop, you need to have a sink. He was told he had to take care of this or he would either face fines or lose his barbershop. And Jaber was not about to be listening to the man on the other side of the desk that had just walked into his barbershop, so he closed it. And he went down and lived at a cabin down by the river. His friends would visit him down there, and since he's a barber, he'd cut their hair. And, you know, he didn't charge him for it. Now, it's true there was a can by the door, and if anybody left any money in there, that was certainly up to them. And that's how Jaber continued for the rest of his life to stay away from and live life on his terms. Living life on my terms. I've adopted this definition, and it is absolutely how I see it. Anyone can do this in any station or job in life because it's truly determined by your mindset. Everything in life is determined by your thinking and your mindset. I have seen too much, been through too much, have coached too many people personally to doubt this. For me, entrepreneurship, ownership of a business is one path, and it's my path. I do live life on my terms. Success is part of prosperity. Wealth, favor, eminence. I mean, eminence might be your thing, but it doesn't seem to be that vital or essential to me at all. Back to Webster. The condition of being successful or thriving. Now, a Wikipedia search leads us somewhere else, somewhere I think a little bit closer to prosperity. Wikipedia says prosperity is the flourishing, thriving, good fortune, and successful social status. Prosperity often produces profuse wealth, including other factors which can be profusely wealthy in all degrees, such as happiness and health. Prosperity is flourishing and thriving. I like that. Good fortune? I find it hard to accept good fortune. I mean, so much of what appears to be good fortune or luck is simply the application of principles espoused, for instance, by Napoleon Hill in his genius work, Think and Grow Rich. I mean, there is a way of thinking that creates prosperity. My goal in this podcast is to speak to other prosperous people with the intent of uncovering how they think and create their good fortune. 
Now, I think we all get the same amount of stink bombs every year. It's just simply how we deal with them. So let's go back to stink bombs. That's my term. What are they? It's the letter, the audit, the everybody in your staff quitting on the exact same day. And I have, I've had that happen to my practices more than once. Things like that. You think, oh, this is terrible. This is going to mess us up. You know, in about uh, two weeks, they're all fine. And, you know, we're working through it. Have you ever not survived all the stink bombs? I mean, they smell bad. They cause a lot of problems. But at the end of the day, they don't affect you. You've overcome all of them your entire life. So it's all about how you deal with them. Now, here's the thing. It's universal. Every single one of us gets my estimate, three stink bombs a year. You can count on them no matter what you do. Now, we think no one else gets them because, you know, if you see people's lives or you talk to people, as a rule, I mean, there are some people that wear their stink bombs on their sleeves, but most of us are just either dealing with them or not talking about them. You go on Facebook, you think everybody's having uh, wine tastings in Napa Valley or river rafting down the Snake River or cruising in Europe. I mean, life looks like that. And we think, oh, I'm the only one that deals with these. I'll tell you, some of the most successful, prosperous people I know have received the biggest stink bombs. Stink bombs are universal. Get over it. You overcome them or they overtake you. Flourishing and thriving. I like that. But successful social status. I mean, prosperity has a lot of stuff attached to it. That's why it's hard to get at which actually I'm kind of liking because that's what prosperity or something greater is driving towards. Now, Wikipedia also sends you to something called the Legutum Prosperity Index, which is an annual ranking of companies and their prosperity developed by the Legutum Institute, a division of the private investment firm Legutum. I really don't know how to say that company's name, L-E-G-A-T-U-M. I tried to figure it out, but I don't know how they say it. And it doesn't matter. You should check it out. It's kind of interesting. It's interesting to see where the United States ranks in prosperity. But they use nine ranking factors. These are their sub-indexes. And they are economic quality, business environment, governance, education, health, safety and security, personal freedom, social capital, natural environment. I tell you all this just to say that prosperity can mean an awful lot of things. And it's got a lot of baggage attached to it. And that's where we're headed to find out how we can unpack some of that baggage. Chapter two, a first step. Prosperity is flourishing and thriving. I like that. Are you flourishing and thriving? And do you want to know how? I know I do. That's why prosperity and something greater. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Lao Tzu said that a very long time ago. So as a first step, in this first episode one, I offer the following. First, the most important thing I can do today is just to have a good day. Nothing else is more important. I truly consider this to be my mission statement, my job, My sacred duty to have a good day no matter what. Now to accomplish that, every morning when I wake up, the very first thing I do is smile. A nice, small smile. That smile reminds me about how lucky I am. How blessed I am. 
and how I'm not going to focus on my challenges or obstacles today. I'm going to focus on my number one goal, and that's to have a good day and recognize how lucky and blessed I am as I deal with those challenges and issues. I also speak to and I work with my subconscious mind every day. It's a personal relationship. And I learned that from Napoleon Hill, who spoke to his subconscious mind. He called him sub. I call my subconscious mind sub too. It works. You can have a conversation with your subconscious mind. Now, think about this. Your subconscious mind is a giant supercomputer doing nothing all day long but helping you achieve what you are thinking about predominantly as you use your conscious mind. So if your prominent thoughts are about worry, anxiety, fear, anger, scarcity, then your subconscious mind is going to say, okay, we're working on worry, angry, anger, fear, scarcity. We're working on that today. Let's get that done. Instead, I talk to my subconscious mind every night before I go to bed and I give it jobs. I say, listen, here's a challenge or a problem I'm working on. I want you to work on it all night long and come up with some solutions in the morning. I want some new ideas, please. And do not wake me up about it at all. I do not want to think about this all night long. All night, I just want to sleep and have fun and interesting dreams. My subconscious mind goes to work and protects me all night long from having that three o'clock wake up where everything's racing in your mind. You can train your mind to end all of that with your subconscious mind helping you. And all day long, I thank sub. I say, hey, sub, thanks a lot for that. That's great. Let's do this. If I catch myself beginning to get off track, I say, sub, whoops, let's get back online. Let's make sure we have that good day today. By the way, I'm not successful 100% of the time, but I'm a good nine and a half times out of 10. I'll tell you that. I am grateful for the blessings that I have. Really, I can't take any more blessings right now. I can't handle any more. I'm loaded up. And that's how you should feel because so are you. All of us are just, we can barely shoulder all the blessings we have. If your mind instead is on all the lack or the things that aren't just exactly the way you want, you'll miss on the fact that you are so absolutely flourishing and thriving. And I think if we don't start here, having a great day, being grateful, we can't flourish. We can't thrive because we're waiting for circumstances to change or to align or to shift so that we can then be happy and have a good day. Well, the good day becomes very elusive because the good day always starts and ends inside and not outside. Another important thing I can do today is make more money than I spend. Look, money doesn't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money. I really tried hard to find out who said that, and it turns out I think it's me. I said money can't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money. Now, does money make you happy? Well, actually, it depends. If you don't have security, food, or shelter, and you can get enough money to attain security, food, and shelter, it turns out you get a lot happier real fast. But from there, all the way to, say, Jeff Bezos, there's no correlation between money and happiness. Prosperity and flourishing includes wealth. 
Financial and material wealth are not bad. This earth and our lives are abundant, fabulously abundant. It's only our mindset and thinking that produces such scarcity and inequity. Look, it's okay to succeed in business. By serving others, we create prosperity and flourish and we thrive. Remember, money can't make you happy, but being happy can make you an awful lot of money. Now, the third thing I want to say in these first steps is that prosperity is created through service to others. There is no other way. Serving others is an end in and of itself. And in fact, striving to deeply serve others one by one, or if appropriate for you, one to the many, is the only way I've found to enjoy the passing of the days. Much of our work is repetitive, same day, different people, and it can become tedious. We all struggle with this. Only by placing service to others in the present moment as a priority can we continue to find the joy and freshness that service can bring. So, I mean, prosperity is certainly deeply integrated with your work. Gary Keller, in his excellent book, The One Thing, discusses extreme focus and finding your one thing. And for all of us, I believe our work is our one thing. Now, look, that's not what you value the most generally. Those things that are the most dear to us that we absolutely love and we we hold deepest in our heart. But your work, in my case, my business, becomes the vehicle through which all things become possible. Money is freedom, freedom to live life on your terms and no one else's. That's success and that feeds into and supports prosperity or something even greater. Which leads me to my last point for today, the present moment. The past is gone and over. The future never comes. Worrying about the future is a state of disease. There is only this present moment and ask yourself what is lacking in this present moment. There will always be others with more than you, more money, more square footage, family, love, on and on and on. But what is truly lacking for you right here, right now in the present? Pick up a copy of The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It is a tour de force about the power of living in just the present moment. Prosperity for me is living today, for today, serving others, and creating wealth of all kinds for myself and anyone I can influence. This podcast is set to be a journey of discovery of prosperity and something greater. Something greater because the current definitions of prosperity are limited. And together, I believe we can find a better way to find something greater beyond prosperity. Flourishing, thriving. Let me know what you think. You can send me an email at rem at toppractices.com. Prosperity is the entire focus of top practices. Most doctors are struggling with the business of medicine, and those that aren't truly understand that through association with other successful practitioners, they can take their success to the next level or something greater like prosperity. Prosperity in business is a function of mindset, marketing, and management, and that's our mission at Top Practices. You can find out more about Top Practices, our marketing and management programs for doctors, our workshops, our annual summit at toppractices.com. Until next time, this is Rem Jackson. Smile when you wake up, and then have a really good day. Nothing is more important.